Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. When your life and your business grow as a result of what you're about to discover, please call me and tell me about it. The number to leave a voicemail is 1-888-844-GROW. That's 1-888-844-4769. Long distance charges may apply. Dial now to call me, connect, share your personal story of how my interviews have helped, or share your current challenges and frustrations so I can connect you with an appropriate course, coach, or help you if you connect. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. And today we are joined by a very special returning guest, Laura Posey. And Laura is passionate about her work as chief instigator of Simple Success Plans. She is a firecracker who likes to create and get things done. As an internationally recognized speaker and consultant, Laura brings over 20 years of sales, marketing, and strategic planning experience to her clients. Over the years, she has received numerous awards and recognition for her sales and management contributions to many Fortune 500 organizations. She is the author of How to Plan Your Entire Year on One Sheet of Paper, Six Secrets of Sales Magnets, and the co-author with Jack Canfield of Mastering the Art of Success. Her driving mission is to double the income of each of her clients while cutting their work week in half. I've asked her to join us today to help us all do a little bit better in our businesses. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure when we chat. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Daryl. I love being here. I know. And, you know, honestly, we haven't been stay, we stay in touch, but it's not been as much or as frequently as I like. I want to change that this year. Um, But you're just always an inspiration to have around. And last interview, for those that are just joining in, definitely check out our first interview we did with Laura to find out her background and the history in that. But Laura, one of the things that I want to know is, I mean, you've really, I mean, you are in the trenches so much with people these days. You're working with a number of clients. You've got your own team. You're training them up to be working even when you don't show up to kind of keep the show running for you. I mean, in some ways it almost sounds like the dream. I want to kind of talk to you about what, what are, has your philosophy towards business evolved at all? Is it the same pillars that are holding everything up? Is anything new or different? I mean, what, when you typically go in and work with a client, what are some of the first things you look at? Yeah. You know, those things are really the same. I think I, you know, like all businesses, we evolve in the execution of things, but I think the core principles and the core values are, are still there. I mean, you know, the first thing I do with a client is what we call the foundation work, which is core values and vision, right? Like, what do you want to build? What is your vision? What, what's going to make you happy? Um, You know, and you can look at it and go, yeah, I have arrived. You know, of course you're going to build beyond that, but you know, like what, what do you really, really want to build? And what are the sort of rules of the road to get you there? Like what are the the core principles that you just won't violate in order to achieve your vision? You know, it's, it's sort of kind of what really is important to you from a value standpoint to build, um, along with that. And so, I mean, that's the same with everybody, whether it's a startup company or a multi-billion dollar company, we just always start there. And, 
because even if they yeah. have a multi-million dollar company, it's it's really good to go back to basics just to make sure the foundations and fundamentals are in place, right? Oh, absolutely. And and you know, even with the like great big huge companies, a lot of times what happens in those companies is you know there's a lot of turnover in the senior leadership. They you know they sort of get groomed up in one company and then goes get poached away to some other place. And so even at the senior leadership levels, there's often a lot of new folks who go, oh, yeah, I know what core values are. And I'm like, great, repeat them back to me. Well, um, they're they're very good and there are six, and, you know, and it's like, <laughs> all right, like, let's let's start here, because if you're not living the values, you can't expect the 550 people that work for you to live those values and to, to bring them into work every day. And if you don't know where the company's headed, you can't lead everybody in that direction. And if they don't, you know, if you don't know, they don't know. Right. And yeah. so, you know, the bigger the company is, the more important those things are because you, you've got to get so many more people focused on them. Right. And right. it's just so many more moving parts. So then what comes next? So after that, it's taking the vision and going, okay, you know, that thing's probably five or 10 years out. Let's start looking at some nearer term things. Let's start looking at, you know, well, where do you really want to be in three years? Like what's super important between now and the vision in about the three-year time frame? Because, you know, some things that you want to do in the three-year time frame, you need to start now. You know, like I, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, we want to have multiple locations and, you know, we want to buy a bunch of real estate. And it's like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, you need to start doing research now you need to start putting away some money for the down payments. You know, you can't just wake up one day and go, hey, I think I'm going to go buy a building. Or, hey, I think we're going to, you know, open a, a shop in Des Moines. You, know, you, just, you want to prepare for those things. Um, and then we, we take that all the way down to, okay, what, what are we going to do over the next 12 months? Right? Where, where do we really want to finish this 12-month cycle? Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's, breaking things down into smaller, more meaningful pieces. Because, you know, a lot of times people, their vision is huge. Right. And they look at it and they just freeze up because it's so big. They don't have any idea how they're going to get there. Paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's fun to dream big. And it's like, oh, I want to do this. And I want to, you know, I want to have a $10 million company. And I want to have all these people working for me. And I want to live a first-class lifestyle. And, you know, and then... And then you stop and go, well, I have no idea how to get there. It's like, well, let's just start with this year. Right. Right. So, okay. So we take the vision yeah. and our core values. We're like, okay, yeah. that's five, 10 years out. What do we want to do in the next three to five years? What do we want to do in the next year? What do we want to do maybe in the next quarter or any milestones yes. in the year? Well, you know, the thing that I make people look at, first before we get into the the quarterly stuff because i find sometimes what what people do is they say okay well i want to make a million dollars this year okay so that means i'm going to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a quarter and it's like well it doesn't always work that way because what they do is then they start going well okay if i'm going to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a quarter then i got to make x number of dollars a month right and then i got to make x number of dollars a week and and it just doesn't work like that like our right it's not real business doesn't yeah business doesn't flow that way you know and if you you're you know, let's say you want to double your income, you know, it, it, so you look at it and you're like, oh, well, that means I got to double my results this next week. And then, you know, it, it like, it doesn't happen that fast typically. So it's like, oh, I'm going to double my results. And you get to the end of the week and you're like, um, well, that didn't happen. 
okay, well, let me try again next week. And you do that for a couple of weeks and then you're so far behind that you're like, ah, screw it. I give up on goals, I'm done. And so what we do is we, instead of going that route, what we do with folks is we say, okay, so what do you want to do? Are you okay? You want to get to a million dollars? Great. What are the systems that you have to have in place in your business to get there? Right? What are the, the planning systems that you have to have in place? What are the financial systems? What are the um, product delivery systems that need to be in place? What are the customer service systems? What are the selling systems? What are the marketing systems? What are the people systems? Right? Like what, what does this million dollar business look like? What are the things that that just run automatically as part of the machine to, to run a million dollar business. And then we step back from those and then, then we start looking at quarters and we say, okay, so, well, if you need to put a selling system in place, what are the components of that selling system? And what are the projects that, that come together in that? So it's like, well, we need to build a sales funnel. Okay. Well, that's a project. We can, we can do that. That's a project that we can map out. We can, drill it into tasks, we can assign it to people and give it some due dates and we can get that done. And then, you know, one of the projects may be to test the, the sales funnel or, you know, maybe one of the projects is we need to revamp our website. It's like, okay, well, that's a big project. So how do we break that down? You know, it's like, okay, well, we need to redo the homepage. We need a lead magnet, we, you know. So we start looking at those systems and, you know, even if one of the systems is a people system, it's like, well, I need to hire an assistant. It's like, okay, well, this may not be the last assistant I ever need to hire. So how about if I just put a hiring <laughs> system in place? Right. Because now right? It's not, you're not doing it once. You're doing right. it. You're working on your business, not in it, which is a, you well, know, it's a catchphrase, but. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to go from wherever I am to double, I'm going to need a lot more stuff and a lot more people. And so let me just build a hiring system that I can run people through and hire as I need. You know, I mean, the, the process is the process. Some of the questions will change. Some of that stuff will change, but the, the basic system is the same. Right. And, you know, whether I'm selling product A or product B, the, the basic systems are going to be very similar. Um, and so we, we start looking at those systems that we're going to need to change this year and then taking those systems and chunking them down into projects. Because then we can take the projects and say, okay, well, what quarter am I going to get this project done? And how many projects am I really going to get done in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, right? If, so if I step back and look at my business and go, well, gosh, we're really busy with clients in Q4. So I don't want to put a lot of projects on my Q4 um, plate, right? But maybe I'm like super slow in Q3. So that, you know, maybe I'm going to put a bunch of projects in my, um, in my queue on for quarter three. And, and so we're really just mapping out the year that way. Right. Um, and then it's just, okay, what's in Q1? Let's get that done. Right, right, right. right. And we'll Q1? deal with Q2. Yeah. Well, we get to Q2. We'll, we'll deal with Q2. Right, 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 right. So that sounds really pragmatic, very practical, very realistic. Um, so where do you see a lot of people getting tripped up or having the most issues? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it all comes back to human nature, right? Like we're creatures of habit. We, we are hardwired to do the least amount of effort to not be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like even though, you know, our, our new 
super mammal brain or superhuman brain is like, I want to conquer the world. The rest of our brain is like, don't die. Like right. just that's its whole focus in life. Don't die. Do as little as possible. Don't die. And so it's it's really hard for us to get out of our old habits, right? And our old habits are whatever got us to where we are. Right. And so it's really about it's like, hey, I got this great plan. Well, now I got to do it. I got to stick to it, which means I've got to change things in my day to day activities. And you know, that's where it's you know something that we've added to our business over time. We used to sell just a lot of online courses and go, hey, you know, here's all the stuff, go do it. And people would get the plan done, but then they wouldn't stick to it. They're like, I got this great plan, but I'm going back to doing what I'm doing. And so it's one of the reasons that we've added so much coaching to our work in, in accountability and saying, okay, well, let's do the plan. Let's, let's work on that together. But then let's talk every two weeks and make sure that you're sticking to it, that you're changing those habits, that you're, you're implementing the changes that you said you wanted to. Um, and you know, it's like, okay, if you backslide, if you trip up, that's, we're here to catch you. We're here to get you back on track. We're here to get you focused again. Um, and that's just, I, I see it over and over and over again. And, and, you know, it happens to me, it happens to all of us. We, we yep. get all excited about something and then we just go back to doing what we were doing. Yep. I mean, I've been saying this a lot lately because it's just true and helps people really put it in perspective. No one's ever won a gold medal at the Olympics and gone there without a coach. You know? Right. Like that just never happened. No one's yeah. just walked on to the world championships of something and won yeah. without a coach. Like, please, yeah. someone point to someone. That had that was that you know, self-aware, incompetent yeah. that they could you know that they could overcome themselves. So I think it's just such a valid point, and it really brings it home. Like, are you is, are you a hobbyist or are you a professional? Like, let's be real about this, right? Like, what yeah. are your goals? And I and I see it, you know, even like in business. I mean, the the people, you know, if you work for somebody else and you're in in a big organization, the people that rise to the top are ones who find mentors, who find coaches, who invest in themselves, right? They, they don't just climb the ladder themselves. There's always somebody there helping them. And it, it's, it's taken me a long time because I'm such an individualist and I'm such an entrepreneur and I'm like, ah, I can do it myself, right? If I could do it myself, everybody else could do it themselves, rah, rah. And, you know, and then I just kind of got to that place where it's like, yeah, no, it, does, it just doesn't work that way. Like you, creatures. You, yeah, you, you just, and, and, you know, I say that, right. And there's, there are people that I'm, you know, there are exceptions that prove the rule, but they're so, so rare, so few and far between. And I think a lot of times, you know, we look at people like that and they're like, why can't I be more like that? Why can't I do that? And I was like, well, cause you're human. Like yeah. just deal with it. Yeah. Okay? I mean, just, you can waste a lot of energy trying to swim upstream. If you just accept things the way they are. You can yeah. now leverage that. I mean, I'm a jujitsu guy. Uh, you know, you can fight and resist it and burn yourself out, or just go with it and then, right. You know, just just nudge it. Just you know, just direct it the way you want to go. Accept yourself for who you are, and then make a plan mm-hmm. around it. So, yeah. I love and that. yeah, and, and so that that's the big, biggest thing that I see people stumble on is just not getting help. And they're like, "Well, I'm in a Facebook group." I'm like, "Yeah, all right." Facebook groups, yeah. Facebook groups aren't the help that we think they are. No, you, you just, you really need somebody consistently there guiding you and, and seeing things that you can't see, 
and supporting you when you need support and kicking your butt when you need your butt kicked and just helping you create that new set of habits because it's that new set of habits and, and habits are just personal systems, right? You know, I mean, a habit is just what you do and the system is what your business does. And when you just put those things in place consistently, everything changes, right? You change, your business changes, your results change, you start to get the things that you really want. Um, so yeah, that's, I, that's what we do. I love that when Jim Rohn says that, um, Jim Rohn's great. He's got lots of great quotes, but his whole oh, thing yeah. is, you know, like if you will change, the world will change for you. And that's yeah. the whole, that's the whole, like you can't chase success. It's like a butterfly. Right. It'll escape you. You have to attract it by who you become. If you yeah. do, right. Like you said, if you change your day-to-day habits, here's an amazing thing is that we all only have 24 hours a day. That's it. And yeah. Based on what we do, we have to spin out of that health and wealth and pleasure and, you know, and all the things that we want from our life. Yeah. And it's it's like it's the things you would do every day will create almost like a garden. Like the better you tend to that garden, the you know, the more the you just it's almost I'm trying to think of what it is. But it's like you put all your eggs in one basket and build a moat around it. And yeah. every day you tend to that basket. Yeah. And that basket are your habits and routines and mental like mindset because out of that garden, everything else is going to grow. Yeah. And I think a lot of people try to do too much too fast. You know, we've got this idea that, you know, I got to double this year and double next year. And, and it's like, well, yeah, you can do that. But oftentimes when you do that, you're growing so fast and you're doing things so hard that it's not sustainable. And either you burn out or you build things so crappily that they end up collapsing on themselves. You just end up putting too much right. weight on them. And then every, and then, then you're in big trouble because right. you know, you've got all these people that you've promised all this stuff to, and you've just got a big pile of garbage that you've got to clean up and, yep. you know, and then you feel bad. And, and so yep. I'm a big fan of, you know, it's, it's kind of the flywheel thing. It's like, just get started and mm. make some change. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's like the, the whole thing. It's like, Okay, you don't have to go to the gym and and work out for an hour. You just have to put your shoes on and go to the gym. Right. Right? Just get out of the house and go to the gym. And then once you're there, right, do whatever you want to do. You know, and some days you're going to lift a bunch of weights, and some days you're going to get on the treadmill for 10 minutes and go, yeah, I'm done. Okay, great. But just get in the habit of going to the gym. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. And 10 minutes turns into 20, and 20 turns into 30. And it's not hard. You're not forcing yourself. You're not relying on willpower to to do things. And yeah, it's a little bit slower, but you make much better progress. You don't get yourself hurt, right? Yep. You know. Yep. And so people yeah. laugh at me when I say, "Yeah, I think your goals are too big this year," and they're like, "But that's what I want to do." And I'm like, "Well, you can do that, but I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you've been growing at." five percent a year and you say this year you want to double hey yeah <laughs> okay yeah yep. yeah yeah i mean it's possible it is but you it's possible it's very possible but you have to have the right plan to do it and i just think it's really practical and what i love what you're saying is that it's progress not perfection and because yeah. it's a process right it's a process you don't have to get it right you just have to get it going yeah and the more you do something the better you get at it right yeah. like yeah yeah, so. it's, I, I used to do a workout, um, with a Navy SEAL and, uh, he, he's an interesting dude because he's always been super fit and, and, um, you know, he, 
when he first started his his training with people, he was just he didn't understand why people couldn't do things. You know, right. he's like, well, why can't you do 50 push-ups? Everybody can do 50 push-ups. And then he got injured. He broke his back. And they told him he would never walk and all this stuff. And and he worked himself back to that. But he he suddenly knew what it was like to start from zero. You know, he's like, oh, I can't do any push-ups. Okay, well, yeah. what is it like to to have one push-up be a win? Right. And, right, right, right. And so it was really interesting because that program attracted, you know, a lot of elite athletes and people who really wanted to take their their game to another level. But it also attracted a lot of people that came in and they're like, okay, I I, I can do one push-up or I can do right. one push-up for my knees. You right. know, and I that that's it. I can do one sit-up or a half a sit-up. And, and it probably also attracted a lot of people that came in with good intentions and were willing to sacrifice themselves because yeah. they thought that they could just hang in there and achieve the goal, but it really isn't realistic. Right. And, yeah. and the, the whole thing in that, that program is do whatever you can do, right? The guy next to you might be doing a hundred pushups and you're doing one in the same amount of time. Okay. Right. Right. Tomorrow try two. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I love it because that's, it's just a reality based thing, you know? And so it keeps us group grounding keeps us rooted so all right so now you already said where one of the sticking points is and that's people sticking with it in accountability is there any other like is there any other of these systems people tend to have the most trouble with yeah you know it's i think a lot of times people get stuck on the like let's just turn life into a series of projects because we've been so trained to take goals and break them down you know, it's like, oh, well, this is my annual goal. So this is my monthly goal. So this weekly goal. So this is my daily goal. And we, we have these, we, our goals are typically the results that we want to get. And so we, we've somehow been trained to just take those results and drill them down into, oh, well, I have to get this result today. And it's like, well, that doesn't work to just, you know, I mean, if your goal is to dig 500 ditches, right? Okay, yeah, you can go out and dig a ditch a day, and right? But when it comes to things like selling, selling just doesn't happen that way. Um, building a business just doesn't happen that way. It's not something that happens every single day the exact same way. Right. So a lot of times you have to do a lot of work until you get the result. And so when I have people look at it and say, okay, well, you know, they, they want to just dive in and start doing stuff. And I'm like, well, let's do the right stuff, right? Let's, let's build really good systems so that as you start putting more and more weight in this business, as you start bringing more and more customers in, as you start hiring more people, the business can sustain that. And, you know, so it, it, it's a shift in thinking for a lot of people to get to that systems thinking and to go, oh, okay. You know, it's, it's like, I, I use weight loss and exercises as examples a lot of time because I think a lot of people can relate to it. You know, it's like if you want to lose weight, you need to have an eating system. Yes. Right? You got to just like, okay, these are the things I eat. These are the things I don't. And you've got to have system, like you got to have a system for shopping. Like this is what I buy and this is what I don't and this is when I buy it and this is when I don't. And you got to have a system for what happens when I'm hungry and I'm in the car and there's a McDonald's. Yep. 
right? Yeah, what if? If then. If yeah. this, then that. Yeah. I mean, like I travel a lot. It's like, okay, how do you how do you manage eating well when you're in an airport and everything is crappy? You know, it's like it, it. And so those are just systems like you, you have a, an eating system for travel. You have an eating system for when everybody wants to go out to dinner, you know. And, and so yep. just putting those systems in place makes the weight loss piece super easy instead yep. of just like, oh, I'm going to wrestle this bear to the ground and I'm just going right. to start and eating people are really capable. And people are really capable. Um, but like you said, they set themselves up for failure because they just don't have a plan from the start. Right. They're like, right? I'm going to eat a thousand calories today. It's like, well. Okay, yeah, that'll work. But like, how are you going to do that? And what happens tomorrow when everybody wants to go out to dinner? How are you going to make that happen? You're just going to starve all day and then yeah. eat a bunch of crap at dinner? I mean, it, it, like, let's just get back to the systems. And when you do that, they need to have to think. They just become automatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's the place no, that, I see people get stuck. Yeah, right. Now, um... So, all right, so we plan the year, we plan the systems, we break them into projects, we're moving forward. We've got you and your team, you're coaching us, holding us accountable. What else do we have to look out for from as holding us back? You know, I think, because that's all the positive side of things, I think you also have to look at what are the negative influences, right? And you've got, you know, one of the negative influences, your old habits, right? Mm -hmm. It's just so easy to go back to what you were doing. But I think you also have to look at your environment, right? Are there things in your environment that are negative influences for you? You know, using mm. the losing weight thing. Like, if you got chips in the cabinet, you're going to eat the chips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Shh. Like Don't that's, say that too loud. <laughs> that's just, you know, I mean, that's just how it is. So you got to look at your environment, right? Like, is your work environment conducive to doing all the things that you want to do? And if it's not, then probably one of the systems that you want to work on are the people that are around you conducive to you getting where you want to go. And if not, sometimes you got to shed some people. You, yeah. you, you, you know, that's, that's been one of the most powerful things for me. This like the, the two, I think, I think I want to just expand on those a bit because I think that those are way more powerful than people yeah. uh, appreciate. Environment is massive. It's massive. So, like, again, using fitness or weight loss as an analogy, like, I live in the Philippines right now, and I've been here a couple of years now, and I was in the States before that and California, and then I was in Canada. And then I – part of – I mean, I came to the Philippines for a number of reasons, but one of them was also was to get away from pot, marijuana, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I, it's legal now in Canada, right? Yeah. And where I grew up, like, it was on the verge of being legal, and you could see it, and everyone's pro-pot – but I'm just, you can't get a lot done, right? Like, you, right. no matter how hard you're trying, you just, you, you know, you function, but you're not crisp. And if you're right. a high performer, you're not going to perform at a high level. And the environment, and like, and just by coming here on its own, like, I'm in the best, I've already been, like, nothing else really has changed in terms of what I try to eat and how I'm active in my day. The only thing that's different is I changed my environment, right? Yeah. right? Like, that cultural thing. And it's made a huge, huge difference in terms of my health. And then you talk about people. And I've had... Like just an honest confession, this last year has not been a great year for me for business. And one of the things that's happened is I've I've stopped uh, training at a gym where there was a kind of a negative influence. The mm -hmm. owner was there. He's really, I mean, I know a lot of great military people. I grew up in a military town. He, has, I feel like he has some, and it, maybe it's me, but I feel like he has some PTSD issues or something. Mm -hmm. And I felt like every day I was at the gym, I had to like mute myself and like make myself small mm. to not infringe his exposed nerve. And I feel like, 
you know, like to not make him feel insecure and like just to not upset him in any way. Like, and, and, and I've now in, I've done more business and have more opportunities pop up in the, we'll say 10 weeks since I left and ha- stopped having that as a daily influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm a morning gym guy. So yeah. I went from having every morning starting my day by having to cow myself a little, like, you know, like yeah. squeeze myself down a little. Yeah. And so, and like I said, in 10 weeks, I've had an explosion of stuff. It took three weeks, four weeks to happen. Mm-hmm. And we could say that maybe it's other things, but everything else in my life is pretty much the same. Yeah. I actually just had a baby. If anything, I like, I'm going to be less productive, right? right? Because I've got a newborn and all this, but there's been an explosion of stuff. And the only thing I can think of is I don't have that little drip of, of negativity oh. every morning, every yeah. day. And now like, anyway, it's just been, so I just want to say that because a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't know. This person's like, it's, it's poison. It's toxic. Like how much yeah. urine would you accept in that glass of water you're about to drink? How much urine would you accept in there? Would you be like, oh, it's only a half cup of urine and a half cup of water. It's not that bad. Like you have to really pay attention to that. Like it's, yeah. it really needs to be treated seriously. And anyway, I'm just wanted to pound that home because for me, it's a really relevant, like, like I'm oh, living it now example. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely huge. And I think sometimes, you know, we get so focused on ourselves, right. And, you know, what can I do? And, and, you know, we're just digging inside all the time. And I think sometimes we forget to look outside and, and we do put up with a lot of stuff. Um, I had a friend that always said, you know, you, your life is the sum of what you're willing to put up with. Mm. And, and he said, you know, whatever you tolerate will continue to stick around. And so if you tolerate negative people, then that's what you're going to get. It's going to hold you back. If you tolerate a bad environment, then that's going to hold you back. And if if you really want to make progress, you, you got to shed that stuff. I, it, one thing I, I learned a long time ago, and this this image just sticks with me, and I, it's funny because I use it in like even my my super. I have a couple of like super mega big clients, and um, we we talk about you know your business is a boat, it's a sailboat, and you've got things that are wind in your sails that move you forward, but you've also got stuff that that are anchors, and we get so focused on putting wind in the sails, and that's great. But it doesn't matter how much wind you have if you get too many anchors on the bottom. And ultimately, if you get a bunch of anchors and you're just pushing wind in the sails, you're just going to break the boat. Like it's just going to split in two. And so Uh if you really want to make progress, you got to get those anchors up. And some anchors, you can just cut the rope and move forward. Some of them are never going to go away. But so you just got to pull them up and just put them on the deck. Right. And then you can go focus on the wind in your sails. Um, and then you're, that's where you really start to see that massive progress. But so often people are just focusing on putting wind in the sails and they're ignoring the anchors. Yeah. I mean, that's like any kind of bottleneck. If you're into bottleneck theory, theory yeah. constraints, yeah. just by focusing on the bottleneck, that's where we talk about like, you know, people want to double their businesses. It's possible, but you have to be relentlessly focused on the bottlenecks the entire year while yeah. spinning all the other plates that have to spin. Right. You know, and that could be a tough thing to do. I mean, how long can you sit there and stare at a wall and, you know, and, and, you know, control how many times you blink? It can be tough. I mean, like yeah. I said, humans are dilatory. Um, but I think that's a really, a really good point. How do you think the future, like, what do you think is going to, 
what do you think the future trends are for business owners? I mean, it's an international, it's an international. I mean, globalization's here, yeah. been here, here to stay. China's 21, 22% of the world's population. India's yeah. like 17, 19% of the world's population. There are more English speakers in China right now. Like we speak, we're speaking native English, but it's really not the, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. the English most people on this planet are speaking. What do you think is going to happen in terms and like with the digital world and coming, like what trends are you seeing? Like you say, you have some really big clients. I'm sure you're privy to some sort of data and trends that maybe some of us don't see. Where do you think this is going? Even in terms of like how social media is affecting attention spans? Yeah, I mean, it, there's just so many things. I mean, I think we are training people to have these just ridiculously short attention spans. Right? They're just, the, the bright, shiny object syndrome is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm and sorry, so, what was that? The, no, the, <laughs> <laughs> you Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's bad. It, it's just, um, we, we're training people not to focus. And the challenge with that as a business owner is that, you know, I mean, you know that attention is the first step in making a sale. And if you can't get and keep somebody's attention, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to sell. And we've already seen that, you know, you need so many more touches now to keep somebody's attention and get them to a place where they, they make a buying decision. And like I saw a statistic the other day, there's something like 83% of shopping cart orders are abandoned, you know? So it's like, holy crap, if you don't have some cart abandonment stuff, you know, and it's like, how many people, if you have a brick and mortar store, how many people come into your store and get a basket full of stuff and then don't check out. Right. Right. Cause right, the line right, looks right. too long or something. And so I, you know, I mean, I think you've got the attention issues. I think you've got the globalization issues, but I, I also think people, you know, we get so focused on the big mega trends that are happening that we forget that there's still a whole micro economy everywhere, you know? And, and so you, you see trends with like the maker movement and folks are just being hyper local and they're like, look, I just mm. want to be the best butcher in Richmond, Virginia. Like that's all I want. Cause you know what, if I get 15% of the market in Richmond, Virginia, I'm good. Mm. And I don't have to be the best in the world. And I don't have to figure out how to ship my products everywhere. And, and so I think people need to, you know, again, it, it goes back to that vision. And I think people need to really think about like, what do you want? And, and what kind of lifestyle do you really want as an entrepreneur? Um, because, it, you know, I know a bunch of people that went from six to seven figures and they'll all tell you their lifestyle didn't change. If anything, it got worse. Mm, I can attest to that because now like money's an accelerator. And so now your vices are so much easier and like, there's no, right. Like maybe Maybe you only drink on weekends because you're so busy during the week. But when you've got, when you have enough like fu money that you could disappear yeah. for a year yeah. and no one would notice, your bills would be paid. Yep. Like, and that's that's like a real thing. So many people live paycheck to paycheck. I, that's almost never talked about. What do you do when you've got two years worth of living expenses, cash in yeah. a safe in your house, and you're still making more money than you can spend? Right. Like now, like now, why, why can't you have a drink at 11? Like it starts, that's how it starts off, right? Like, yeah. Hey, I can just have a drink at 11. Why not? Like, pff, I, whatever, yeah. I'm going to take this week off. Like all of a sudden, 
Like, cause so many people are like, oh, if I made it rich, I would be on the beach sipping margaritas. Yeah, you would. And you would either crash and burn and tune, yeah. right? And, and like, and die, like drink your, yeah. like go down that route. Or you would hit, have some sort of like come to Jesus moment and be like, I got to like, something else has to be my rock and my yeah. reason for existing. And that's a real thing. And I think that's partially why people even sabotage their own success because they know that and they're afraid mm-hmm. of that. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, it gets back to that purpose. And if your purpose is to make money, when you, you, you will achieve that and you'll make a bunch of money and then it's like, well, then what? Right. Yeah. Like I, Oh, I want a million dollar business. Okay. Now I got it. Now what? And like, yeah. there's, there's a guy here locally that I, I really respect and, and he's done that. He's, he runs the most successful Midas franchise in the world. Um, like by like wow. leaps and bounds. I mean, he's, there's nobody even close. Right. That's usually and, what happens with the number one. Yeah. And, and, you know, he could have gone down that route. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. So what he does is he peels off, you know, what he and his wife want and need and to live a comfortable lifestyle. And then he plows the rest of it back into the community and, and says, you know, let me take the principles that I've learned in running a successful business and let me apply those to nonprofits. And so, uh. and so he, he's, he's picked two is the food bank and blood services. Those are the only two that he focuses on. And he just puts this massive energy into those two things and he's completely transformed them. And, you know, being able to take these super solid business principles and apply them and to have the money to back them. But what's really interesting is he's then been able to sort of turn that back into generating more for the business so that that then plows back into, you know, like mm-hmm. like he does this thing where if you come in and and donate ten dollars to the food bank, he'll give you a free oil change, and the wow. the ten dollars goes to buy um, food for backpacks for kids that don't have um, food outside of the school system, mm-hmm. right? So kids that are that that have they call chronically food unstable. So that, you know, they don't necessarily have solid meals over the weekends and in evenings. And so they give them these backpacks with food. And so your $10 goes and it buys like three backpacks. And, and what he says is, you know, he said, I can tell you exactly how much it costs me to do an oil change. He said, but I also can tell you what my average ticket is. And if I can get you to come in and do an oil change, I can find all the other stuff that's wrong with your car. Right. Right. And so it might cost me, you know, eight dollars and 12 cents or whatever to do this free oil change. Oh, yeah. But, but it's a loss leader. But, right. But my average ticket is, you know, over the course of everything, three hundred and twenty seven dollars or whatever. Right. Right. But and so people come in and they're like, oh, I feel good. I'm, I'm donating money to the food bank and, and I'm getting my oil changed. And and so, he, you know, I mean, he, the the free oil change thing is just like off the hook. And then he does another one where if you donate a pint of blood, you get a free oil change. And so, you know, he's just feeding the machine in the community and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he keeps opening more locations to, to serve folks because he, his current locations are just full, you know, it is, it, it, it becomes a, a virtuous cycle. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that money then goes into, there's a local organic farm that is raising um, vegetables for the food bank. And so, and then they take the kids that are chronically food unstable and they take them out and show them how to work on the farm. 
And then they take them and, and now they've got a program where they um, teach the kids how to prepare the meals and how to enter the food service industry and become chefs. And it's like all tied around the food bank. Uh-huh. And that that money comes from all those oil changes, you know. I mean, it's just really interesting when you really start to think about like the impact that you can have if you apply all of that energy for building a business into other things as well. Anyway, that's a right. really long story, but no, no, no. It's good because here's the thing: is that it's got to be about more because here now he's building a community. Like oh, it's like it's yeah. like the whole thing. It's if it's it's. It's a holistic approach to business. Yeah. That's the best way to put it, right? Because his customers come from the community. Yep. And if he was just siphoning off money from the community and then, you know, doing something else with it. But here he's giving back and he's creating a healthier community where more people want to move to. And so for yeah. him, his market, his potential market market universe will grow right. if he can help make this community, right? Like he's not going to have all the homeless issues, homelessness issues yeah. and like people stealing for food and that. Like it's just a wonderful, wonderful concept. You yeah. Know? So it's, it's business. It's just, it's what it should be, right? A lot right. of people have this con- connotation of sales reps and business owners and rich people, rich people, are always the evil people, right. but they, I mean, you know, the the right people, they just, it can do so good, so much good. There oh, are yeah. people out there that do that, but, um, you don't have to be one, right? The best way to rid the world of charlatans is to not be one. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, so I just, I look at stuff like that and it, again, it gets back to that purpose, right? Yeah. If your purpose is to just make a ton of money, you do, It'll happen. Yep. But then what? Yep. Yep. No, and I, and again, I, I love it because the other thing that I love is like the whole zig and zag. When everyone's thinking global, think micro. Right. Because you can pull a million dollars out of a small community. Oh. It would surprise you. I mean. Oh, yeah. It doesn't heartbeat. take. Yeah, in a heartbeat. I mean, you need, you need to make a thousand sales at a thousand dollars, two thousand sales at five hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can do that. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can break it down. Well, so, and that's what they, you know, they, they, they say the riches are in the niches, right? Riches and niches, bitches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgot it once I heard that version. I was like, riches and what? And rich niche? Yeah. Huh? Ne- never forget <laughs> it now. <laughs> well, yeah, like Ryan, Ryan Levesque just wrote a whole book on how he chooses the niches that he wants to go into and dominate them. And, yep. and it's all about how does he find these little micro markets that, that he can crush it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it's a and whole lot easier to, to dominate a little micro market than it is to go everywhere. Yes. It's easier to be a big fish in a small pond yep. than a small fish in a big pond. I agree with that hundred percent. And you can build bridges to other ponds. That's Great. the thing. That's, that's what everybody's got to get figured out. That's the thing that people, a lot of people are missing. Yeah. So if you want to make a million dollars, you can sell a $200 product to 5,000 people. Like we said, a thousand dollar product to a thousand people. Or if it's a subscription, if you can get 2000 people to pay you $42 a month, if you can get 500 people to pay you $170 a month, right? If you can yeah. get 250 people to pay you $333 a month, there's, that is, there's, I mean, even if you think of like a restaurant, if you had a restaurant and you had some sort of meal plan package for families and you're shipping the meals, right? Like you could easily have a million dollar business out of just that. Because I mean, if you're shipping a family meal, I mean, I'm spending, I spend a lot of money on groceries just for myself. I'm a six four man, right? You could got to be able to find 250 people in your community that would pay $333 a month for food. That's a million dollar business right there. Right. Right. Um, adjust accordingly. So it's, it's totally possible. It's like, I, Um, I, I was talking to my hairdresser the other day and I said, you know, why don't you have a membership? Why don't you have a subscription? Like, 
because I I come in here randomly, you know what? Yeah. But if I was paying you, and it, every time I come in, it feels like a lot of money. Yeah. But if I was just paying you a flat fee every month, every and month, that entitled even you to it. whatever, yep. I would dag on site be in here, and but you wouldn't have to worry about it. Like yep. I could just go book online. You just show up, handle whatever's there. You know you're yep. getting paid the first of every month. And yep. and I could see she just wasn't quite there. You know, she's still yeah, in the old. Which is so way, unfortunate but, because it's such a game changer. It's yeah. such a game changer. What? Massage businesses, yeah. uh, anything like massage, a cleaner. Yeah, I have a right? massage like a, membership. And you know what? I yeah. get more massages because I'm paying for it every month. That's right. That's right. And, and they have stability. Exactly. And the massage therapist has stability. The company has stability. Like it's just, you know, and then when I'm in there, then I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to buy some gift cards for people. Mm. And so I spend way beyond the membership. You know, there's all sorts of little add-ons and things, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, it's good. It's good for the business, but it's also good for the clients, right? Yeah. Because they're going to take more advantage of your services. And if what you're doing is good in the world then you want more people to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. What would you do if you had to start all over again? <sighs> what would I do if I had to start all over again? Man, that's a great question. Um, so I started with a business partner and I don't think I would do that again. Um, just because, you know, having a business partner is like having a, a spouse. And sometimes you get the right one and sometimes you don't. So I think that would probably be a, a big difference. And I would, st I would focus. So I started when I very first started, I was focusing on like corporate sales teams and that sort of stuff. Cause that's what I knew, but I would start with entrepreneurs again. Um, I would just skip all the corporate sales team stuff. Cause that was, I just hated that. Mm. Just absolutely hated that. And I would bootstrap a lot more. Um, I let my partner talk me into, oh, we need an office and it needs to be fancy and we need all this stuff and we need all these expensive business cards. And like, we just spent a ton of money to try to look fancy and I would have, I would skip all of that. Mm, right. I would just, good. I would just get started doing work for people. Yep. Right. Just right. go out talk to people, go, Hey, oh, you need that. I can do that. Like yep. let's, let's just do it and skip all the other, you know, that, you know, there's the whole fake it till you make it, but that doesn't have to cost money. That can just right. be in your head. What I love there is I feel like you simplified sales so much. You're like, I would just go out there and talk to more people and say, Hey, you need help with that. I can do that. Let's just do it. Like, that's just such a, like, all right, there might be nuances to that, but I feel like that just simplified sales so much. Like, how many people you've been talking to, right? How many people are a good fit, right? Like, right. Did, you, did you just make an offer? Because so many people are like, oh, but it's about the money and I don't know if they can afford it and I want to charge this. And they're so focused on what they want to charge. When it's like, when you go to see a movie with a friend, you're not like, hey, do you have $20, right? Like, you don't worry about that. You just know your friend. Like, hey, you want to go see a movie? Well, right. I'm broke. Like, they already know. They can already kind of ballpark, right? Right. So it's more about the goal, the account, the vision, the accomplishment. Let's go have a weekend. Well, I don't know. Hey, want to go? Let's go, right? Let's go to where, wherever, right? Um, Cape Cod. Let's go. I don't know. Let's go somewhere. I don't know. Or they're like, yeah, let's do it. And right. I just and, love that. I and just if love it, that. And if it's not the right person to go to the right place, go find another person. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're selling. There's always somebody that wants it. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I used to be in the insurance business and 
um, somebody said, you know, you could stand on the street corner and ask everybody that came by and say, you don't want to buy any life insurance, do you? And like, you know, I mean, the worst pitch ever. And if you just do that enough, somebody's going to go, well, you know, as a matter of fact, I've been thinking about it. That's right. You know, and it's like, oh, well, how much have you been thinking about? Okay, great. (laughs) And you know what? You're going to learn and you're going to improve and you're going to get better. When I did that, I did something similar to that, but I did it with online. I did it online testing first and Mm -hmm. I managed to refine with just a couple hundred dollars in Facebook ads back in the day. uh, And I managed to figure out what worked best and the offer, the best offer was to universe because I tested 11 different hooks at five different target markets. Mm-hmm. And I was like a matrix, right? Like 55 yep. different combinations. And the one that worked was university male, aged males, uh, free fighter fitness and skill assessment, which we did for everybody. When anybody came into my martial arts school, we always did like a fit. We did a mm-hmm. demo lesson and a fitness test, like a beep test type yeah. thing. And it was like, now that I positioned it as a free fighter fitness and skill assessment, it just was gangbusters. And so yeah. I, it was literally printing money for me to send people out onto the university. I'd have my instructors go out wearing their coach shirt with a clipboard. And all they would say is we weren't really into MMA. We were Gracie jujitsu, but jujitsu was what won the first like three UFC competitions ever when it was like Kung Fu versus Taekwondo versus whatever. Jujitsu was like jujitsu and wrestling dominated hands down dominated. But so MMA is like the new thing that came out. So we would just be like, Hey, are you into MMA? Yes or no. Right. Like they would say right. yes or no. Yes. Oh, would you be interested in a free fighter fitness and skills spend? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. What's your name? What's your phone number? We will go out in like in an hour. We would have 70 something leads. And it's like, all right, yeah. let's go back home. And now let's just work on bringing them in. Like it was just printing money. It yeah. was ridiculous. Well, that's, you know? that, I mean, it's funny you say that because my, my mom used to be a telemarketer and people would be like, oh, how could you do that? It's so hard. You got to sell people. And she's like, it's just a survey. So like you just call people up and you're basically going, do you like chocolate ice cream? And if they say no, then you go, okay, great. And you just let them go. <laughs> and if they say, yeah, I kind of like chocolate ice cream, you go, well, you know, we got this amazing chocolate ice cream, right? <laughs> have you ever had chocolate ice cream with this in it? And then you have a conversation about chocolate ice cream. And they're either interested in having some chocolate ice cream or not. And she said, but so many people would call up and they'd be like, you know, do you like chocolate ice cream? No. Well, let me tell you how great ours is. And she's like, it's just a survey. You just got to call enough people to find the ones that already like what it is that you're doing. Right. They want something, you know, and in your case, it's like, Hey, do you like chocolate ice cream? Yeah. Can I send you a free sample? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so, yeah. Free, free ice cream. Oh, here's your free ice cream. By the way, if you're interested, we have tubs. It's five dollar. It's three dollars a tub or two for five bucks. Which flavors do you want? Right. It's, Boom. Right. It's just not that. It's not that difficult. And I think we sometimes we we try to make it super complex. And it's like, well, I need this 37 step funnel with all these conditions. And ah, and it's like, well, you yeah, know, not really. Yep. 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 Laura, I, this is why I love talking with you. It's always a breath of fresh air. Uh, Still, it really I enjoy is. it. Yeah, it is. It is. Is there, is there, first of all, anyone that's been listening to this, obviously Laura knows her stuff. She's been in this game a long time. I highly recommend you check her out. Is it simplesuccessplans.com? Simplesuccessplans.com. And and I always tell everybody, if you go to simplesuccessplans.com forward slash daily, D-A-I-L-Y, um, they can download our free daily success checklist, which Ooh. is, yeah, it's, it's a great little tool. It's a, it's a thing that we use to keep our clients focused and, um, it just sort of 
tees you up. It, it's got the success habits that you ought to be doing at the beginning of the day, the tasks that you need to do during the work day, and then a reflection section to wrap up the, the day and, and make sure you've, you've learned the things you need to learn and, and that you're paying attention to what went on during the day. I love that. Yeah, I love so that. It's right there. It's free. It's easy. And we, we have Perfect. a whole, we give them a sample to go with it so they can see what it looks like when it's all filled out. And there's a little video to show them how everything works. That's excellent. Yeah. That's so excellent. Laura, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Mm. I can't think of anything, but <laughs> um, I'm sure, you know, once we hang up, I'll be like, oh. Right. Just have to come get you back yeah. on here for a third time. That's yeah, time, man. I always enjoy it. It's fun stuff. It is, Laura. I just really value and appreciate not only your expertise and your knowledge, but just the amazing friend you've been to me over the years. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. I'm grateful that you come and share your knowledge with my listeners. And I wish you and your loved ones all the best. Thanks, man. You too. You've reached the end of our interview. Now first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.